Welcome to Spill the Tea, a bi-weekly download of life, liberty, and the latest in culture and news with your hosts, Dr. Robert McClure and Sal Nuzzo. Hello and welcome to another edition of Spill the Tea here at the James Madison Institute. I am not Sal Nuzzo and this is not his voice. This is Bob McClure, President and CEO CEO of JMI. I want to welcome you all to a to another edition of our podcast. Sal is uh, traveling the country today on JMI Business. He's actually in Nashville, is he not? Yes, I think he's at Heritage Resource Bank. That's right. In Nashville. It's really hard to keep up. I feel like he's all over the place, he's, and he's got a really busy summer if you look at our staff calendar. Yeah, yeah. Sal is on the go. He is a, a road hog. There's no doubt about it. And that voice you just heard was our Vice President for Public Affairs and Communications, uh, Logan Paget, who's with us here today. So, Logan, glad you're in the booth and uh, here for Spill the Tea. Thanks for having me. I'm also not Sal Nuzo, but I'm happy to fill some big shoes today. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot going on here in the last few weeks, a lot coming up in the next few weeks. As uh, folks, we're as we tape this, we have just passed Memorial Day. So is for Americans, though it's not the official, official calendar day for summer, which is always June 21st. Uh, once you get past Memorial Day, this is kind of the beginning of summer for Americans and will kind of take us through Labor Day. And there's a lot going on that's yeah. going to affect us. I mean, us. particularly in Florida, it's like Memorial Day weekend if you're not grilling hot dogs and eating uh, watermelon, then you're not doing it right. And that's that's really kind of the start of the summer in Florida. Absolutely. And we're going to talk more about the summer uh, in just a couple of minutes. But before we do that, uh, some of you may or may not know that recently the Florida legislature was back in Tallahassee um, to deal with a special session focused on Really, I would argue, Logan, the one issue in the state of Florida that could move our economy into the ditch really quickly, and that is property insurance. We need property insurance reform here in Florida. Talk a little bit about uh, what you saw with the special session and what still needs to be addressed. Yeah, so, um, I mean, we've seen reports of different people that are now having to pay double property insurance that they that that is um, what they're paying for their mortgage, sometimes even triple. And so I think the the reality is that, one, this was an issue that they tried to get across the finish line during regular right. session, and they couldn't. The governor called them back. Um, so he obviously sees this as an important issue. Um, but the reality is that we have an environment in Florida that um, is just open up to a huge litigation issue. Mm-hmm. And so Florida comprises 7% of the population. Um, nation's population. Correct. correct. Yes. So 7% yes. of the nation's population resides in Florida. 9% of the country's insurance claims are in Florida. Wow. Okay. But 79% of the nation's homeowners insurance litigation takes place in Florida. 79% Almost 80% of the country's litigation correct. as it relates to homeowners. Yeah. Property insurance wow. litigation. Yeah. So the reason for that is because we have a couple things called, and we won't get into the weeds, we'll kind of keep it high level for folks, but one-way attorney fees 
um, and then contingency fee multipliers. So those are two issues that the legislature tackled this special session and kind of tried to restrict those. And when those are in place, it required, it basically incentivizes property insurance companies to settle quickly because they don't want to have to go and, and go through a lengthy court battle. They're going to settle quickly. And pay larger attorney's fees. They That's just right. want to cut their losses and deal with it up front. That's right. And so... And the trial bar has figured this out. Yep. And so that's why that number is 79% of the entire country's litigation for homeowners insurance is in the state of Florida. Wow. And I think there's a big messaging issue here. I think that people are looking at their property insurance going up and they're saying, well, you know, the state farms and the all sure. states are just trying to get rich, you know, off right. of my dime. And, and that's that's not the case. What They're having to uh, raise your rates in order to deal with this litigation environment that we have. And as a result, carriers are leaving the state because they can't, they're not solvent. They can't afford to be here. And so what's happening is it's forcing people into citizens insurance, which is kind of the insurance of last resort. Which has become the insurance of first resort. Right. It's we have the a, state a taxpayer backed insurance right. company. Right. right. Yeah. And so um, the special session kind of dealt with those two issues, trying to restrict one-way attorney fees, contingency fee multipliers. And then they also looked at the, the reinsurance program. Right. And so the reinsurance is basically insurance companies insurance. So if they have, you know, a billion dollars in policies, they can get insurance off of that billion dollars of, of risk. Right. And so, um, you know, when we have big name storms, it's hurricane season, yep. that is kind of their um, opportunity to protect themselves. So how'd they do and how much more do they have to do when they come back uh, well, I listened, probably next year? Yeah, I listened to Sal and he was on um, a radio show on Friday on Bob Harden and he gave them a B or a B plus uh, special session. I think that I would agree with that, but um, there's still a lot more, right. a lot more to be done. And obviously they, they tackled this issue in three days mm-hmm. and then they got out of here. And so um, I think that it'll still be a big issue this coming session. So we need to get through hurricane season. Right. Uh, and we need to focus on more property insurance reform coming uh, next year. Yeah. Speaking of hurricane season, oh. first day of hurricane season is today. Yeah. June 1st. June 1st, the day we're recording That's this. That's right. Uh, apparently, we already have a named storm. Hurricane Agatha is mm-hmm. coming through. We don't mm-hmm. know, you know, who knows the, the 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 travels that it will take, but we do have a named storm. Uh, they're predicting also what somewhere between fourteen and twenty-two named storms are expected. Yeah, the average is fourteen. Yeah, we're already on track to you know with already one named storm to kind of beat the forecasters' uh, predictions. And so, yeah, there's a, a, I guess they're expecting a busy hurricane season with above normal activity. Um, they're saying there's going to be a 65% chance of above normal activity. Who knows how accurate right. that is. This would now be like the seventh year in a row that they're saying it's an above average hurricane season. I don't feel, maybe it's just because of where I, where we live. We haven't experienced that. I don't feel like it's been an above average hurricane season right. in the last few no. years, but who, I mean, who knows what this year is going to yeah. look like. I, I pray it's not just because of the property insurance right. situation sure. that we yeah. have here, that it's a below average hurricane season, but uh, yeah, it could be, could we'll be busy. See. And it's interesting too, that, um, you know, 
like sports predictions, hurricane activity predictions, no one ever goes back and looks to see how accurate they were or how accurate they are. But the reality is all of us who live in the Sunshine State need our um, all of our hurricane supplies and because even if it's a you know a tropical storm if it blows through or a heavy rain electricity goes out there's prone we're pl- prone to flooding so we need to have all the supplies that we need yeah we need to call fsu too to turn that magnet on over there to that's make, right to make sure they keep it far away from exactly us. Yeah. exactly no doubt well let's go to speaking of summer and hurricanes yeah. let's go to the labor shortage some summer industries amazing stuff um um, there's a lifeguard shortage. Who knew right, in the state right. of Florida there'd be a life lifeguard shortage? Tell us what you saw yeah, there. I saw an interesting article. So I we talked about kind of Memorial Day kicking off summer. So many public swimming swimming pools kind of start to welcome swimmers Memorial Day weekend. But I saw a report that a lot of them are delaying their openings because of a lack of lifeguards. And so it's like one third of the three hundred thousand plus public pools in the U.S. Um, are delaying an opening. Um, Amazing. And so I think in Phoenix, where like pools are kind of vital, you know, it's a dry, right. it's a dry heat sure. over there. Um, there was a Wall Street Journal report that they, they dangled like a $2,500 incentive for people to become lifeguards and they still can't find enough staff to do this. And so um, we're kind of seeing this all over the place. But I I think that it's interesting to look at some of these summer industries being public pools and restaurants. Mm -hmm. I took my son to Wild Adventures on um, this past week. And uh, it was during the middle of a week. Um, There were some field trips going on. But you saw there were like two employees working multiple rides. Um, the We brought our swimsuits, we brought right, our towels. Right, they have sure. a big water splash pad at Wild Adventures. And uh, we walked over there and it was closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked why and they said, you know, we don't open the water park during the week because we just don't have enough people to staff it. And here we are just having purchased season passes to do this they Amazing. didn't they don't uh market that on right. their website sure. that that's only op- only half the park is open during the week and so um i think that this is something that we're gonna see uh kind of throughout the summer you know um my wife and i went and visited our daughter who lives up in uh in in georgia and as we were driving up and driving back, there were so many businesses, certainly a lot of fast food places saying, hey, please apply, please apply. But, you know, uh, auto mechanic shops and, um, you know, small mom and top, pop uh, grocery stores. I mean, there were every, it seemed like every small business uh, and even large businesses have, you know, apply Tuesdays and Thursdays between three and five. And it's on every block. It's yeah. really, I mean, the great resignation continues. The discussion as to why is for another day, but it really is an issue uh, here in, in the country. Yeah, I'm telling you what, when I was in high school and I was a lifeguard and they told me they'd pay me $15 an hour to sit there and <laughs> make sure that kids are safe, I would be taking that. Right. So I really, I'm not really sure I understand why there is the shortage that we have. Sure. But there is. Sure. We could get into uh, federal government programs and why there's a that's shortage right. and right. people uh, not having to work, but that's a discussion for another day. So, hurricane season, labor shortages in the summer. This is, uh, you know, the summer of fun. Uh, gas prices will be the highest perhaps they've ever been by 
AAA is saying by August, $6 a gallon. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So. We're taking a trip down to the Keys. We've, we're driving all the way. You know, we live up in North Florida, right. Tallahassee, and we're driving down to visit my sister in the Keys. And yeah, we we were both, my husband and I were talking about, goodness, it's we're going to be paying six fifty a gallon by the time we go down there in mid-August. Yeah. So Yeah. It just, it's just, and you see, it just, people are a daily reminder of inflation every time they right. go and spend four times, three times what they're used to spending for gas. But it doesn't seem like, you know, that's stopping people from going to the movies, at least when it comes to Top Gun. Right. You know, we saw uh, Top Gun estimated $156 million over Memorial Day weekend, which is um, the best opening uh, weekend for Memorial Day ever. Uh, kind of a sign that movie theaters are are back open uh, after covid uh, I do think it was funny that I saw a statistic, and I'm going to see it this week, and I've already got my tickets. I haven't I've, seen it yet, but I've I'm seen, going to. We rewatched the first one, the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to see it. But I did see that a 55% of tickets that were bought were people over the age of 35. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, reliving glory days, reliving of, of the, the 80s. 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, childhood. I'm a child of the 80s. Yeah. yeah. But I did see. Speaking of shortage. Apparently, there's a popcorn supply issue, um, and so I would love to be one of those people that can just get a movie ticket and just walk right past the concession stands, but I will never be one of those people. I need my large popcorn and my yep. Twizzlers and my soda, right. and so the fact that there's a popcorn shortage, I don't I don't know. There better not be this weekend. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my gosh. Moving on to a couple of other one-state issue and then one international issue, uh, the Supreme Court of the United States just blocked a ta- Texas social media law. Uh, talk about what they blocked and why it matters. Yeah, so similar to Florida, Texas, I think this is kind of going to be um, something to watch out for as many other states look at this. But Texas uh, passed kind of a controversial law that would prohibit large social media companies from banning, downranking posts, um, kind of based on viewpoint um, Tech industry people argued this could result in harmful content, Russia propaganda, um, kind of flooding those platforms. Well, the Supreme Court came in yesterday and blocked that state's Mm -hmm. law. Um, So kind of a sign for maybe what's to come. Um, And... uh, you know, I'm sure Elon Musk weighed in on right. his feelings on that as well. Right. I think it was maybe a 6-3, 5-4 decision um, with several of the conservative justices in opposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the United Kingdom has an interesting new immigration policy mm-hmm. uh, for, quote, high potential individuals, end quote. Are you and I high potential individuals? No, perhaps some of the, the answer is no. We don't. No, we're not. We perhaps don't qualify. Some of the people listening to this will qualify, um, right? According to our alma maters, we would not. So, yeah, the UK announced this new immigration policy that they're calling high potential uh, individuals. So, if you graduated from one of the top fifty, and you know, there's different rankings. Um, it's like Times Higher Education World right. University. You have to have been on two out of the three of different rankings. Universities Your in the world. University in the, in the world. Right. You can qualify for a two to three year visa. Move to the United. 
United Kingdom with no job offer yet. You know, you get your visa, you move there with the hopes that you find a job and you help the labor shortage that they are having in the UK. So, so I can't imagine. So there's probably no one at, in this building at the James Madison Institute mm-hmm. would qualify as a high potential individual. But uh, I think we're high potential. I do too. <laughs> I think my um, my self esteem is taking a shot here. So. Um, I'm feeling unsafe and uh, we need to have further conversations. Maybe I should take it up with HR. Um, Finally, we would be remiss if we did not mention the Uvalde shooting tragedy. Horrific, horrific event that happened just recently. Um, You know, I still say, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with those folks, but there has to be something more meaningful than just saying that. I believe in that, but uh, there has to be something more meaningful. Um, And I think the perspective of how we view these tragedies uh, nationally has become a real problem. What are your thoughts on on how we view these tragedies these days? Yeah, I mean, as a as a parent watching Mm -hmm. that happen, I mean, I the next day I walked my son into preschool and. You know, when I got back to the car, I just lost it because mm-hmm. I can't imagine. And I try to imagine, you know, right. I try to put myself in those we parents' shoes, it. and I just can't. I cannot imagine. But what is what is just as upsetting is how quickly I see people on social media, politicians, the media, go ahead and make this a political issue before right. the victims are even named. They're already talking about what needs to be done. And, you know, we I don't pretend to have all the answers. I know you don't either. This isn't even really an issue we focus on at JMI. But, um, you know, perhaps more gun control would fix it. Um Perhaps we need more. Would you know expanded background checks help? Maybe would investing in more school school resources with bulletproof glass and bringing our schools into the the twenty first right. century? Perhaps that would help. But we have to take a moment to just say thoughts and prayer. I mean, to just to gr- grieve, to grieve yeah. alongside yeah. these parents that have just lost their children. Sure. I mean, if our kids aren't safe at school. Where are they safe? So it's right. it's an important issue that we need to address. But goodness, we've got to take a moment and really, really grieve. And, yeah. yeah, I think um, I think unfortunately, uh, social media and the twenty four hour news cable industry have um, taken away the ability to, as you say, grieve about an issue to sort it out uh, emotionally and mentally with your spouse, with your with your own self, to mm-hmm. taking a walk, thinking it through with your children uh, because social media just hits immediately and then 24-hour cable news, there's always a winner and a loser every single night regardless of, this, of the network that you watch and it just doesn't allow for reflection, mm-hmm. for prayer, for thought on these kinds of things and I think it's a real shame. I think... I think another issue that this country needs to do a much better job of is focusing on mental health. And I don't think it comes from a Washington bureaucracy. It can't. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think empowering the states and local uh, communities to focus on mental health, to allow private providers to get involved, because as you know, we understand here at the James Madison, so we believe in private philanthropy right. as opposed more so than government uh, handouts. But I think mental health has to be a major component of what we look at to deal with this issue. I totally agree. Our pastor at church gave a great sermon about this on Sunday, but we are just looking at the recent school shootings. It seems like we are 
vastly um, underserving our our young men mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. When you look at the the Uvalde and the Buffalo and South Carolina, I mean, it like yeah, there's a crisis here. Right, right, and that's a discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, any big vacation plans this summer? Well, I mentioned the one down to the Keys. Yeah. Um, we we have two toddlers, so it's like trying to plan a vacation just seems super daunting. We bought a house with a, a pool, so it just kind of seems like we're hanging out at our pool. We got our kids in swim lessons, and they just wrapped up those. And so, um, you know, another thing that comes with having a pool is that you are now the house that has a pool. Of course you are. <laughs> so, Where um, all the and, kids yeah, want to go. Yeah, love when family comes over right. and, and all of that. So it's been kind of fun the last few weekends to have cousins come over and everyone get together and barbecue. And, barbecue. and so that's just kind of probably what we're planning on doing this summer is yeah. just hanging out at home and not really going anywhere. That's okay. That'll work. <laughs> I, you? on the other hand, am in the opposite end of the, at the opposite end of the spectrum. I have a wedding this summer. Our yeah. youngest daughter's getting married in the middle of July, uh, hottest month of the year <laughs> in the state of Florida, but they chose that. And so, um, my vacation will be, uh, dealing with caterers and bands and, uh, mm-hmm. having my daughter get married, but it'll be a lot of fun. It just won't be, uh, it's going to be a here in Tallahassee, where we all live, where she grew up. So it's not going to be a destination wedding. So our vacation will be more of a staycation. But nevertheless, it'll be a lot of fun. Really special time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We're excited. Well, thanks for joining us today, Logan. Glad thanks. you were here. Thanks for having me. We may really have to fire it. Sal and have you on more often. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you did a great job. And uh, once again, it was Logan Padgett, our Vice President for Communications and Public Affairs. Um Thank you all for listening to another edition of Spill the Tea, and we look forward to uh, gathering back together soon. Thank you for listening to Spill the Tea. For more content from the James Madison Institute, follow us on social media or check out our website at jamesmadison.org.